Good welcome to today's installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. It is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. There are 94 days left in the year. Today's show is brought to you by the dozens of people who have decided to help pay for it through either a monthly contribution through Patreon or a subscription through Substack. Thank you for supporting community journalism and the launch of this new venture. The Virginia Department of Health has launched a new dashboard to give the public a better glimpse into how the pandemic is affecting different parts of the state. The COVID-19 website now has daily updates for how each region of the state is doing, a weekly update on something called transmission extent, and metrics offered by the Federal Centers for Disease Control to guide decisions about school reopening. Dr. Laura Forlano is the Deputy Health Commissioner for Population Health. The composite picture or the description or the picture that's created when one considers all of this information together with local context is intended to help inform local and state decisions about how to respond to the pandemic. For example, a high level of transmission necessitates increases in case investigation or contact tracing or more testing or more focused testing in certain populations. Forlano said the data can also be used to help guide decisions for when more stringent limits might be placed on gatherings. For instance, UVA has now limited that number to five while in-person classes continue, and both Albemarle and Charlottesville have ordinances in place that are more stringent than other parts of Virginia. Forlano said there are some ways that the dashboard should not be used. It should not be used to take one indicator alone to make a very complex decision. It should not be used to compare um, uh, concretely with other localities in absence of more detailed information or local context. One of the measures is region metrics. The Thomas Jefferson Health District is in the northwest region, where cases have been decreasing for 14 days and percent positivity has been declining for 23 days. However, the number of cases among healthcare workers has been increasing for nine days, with 5.9% of active cases. Weekly transmission extent is another measure and was last calculated on September 26th. The Northwest region is considered at moderate community transmission. That's the middle category among five, ranging from at minimal to at substantial. The near southwest region that includes Lynchburg is considered at substantial community transmission, but the trend is decreasing. The University of Virginia updated its COVID-19 tracker Monday afternoon, adding 81 new cases over the weekend. For Friday, they reported 41 new cases, the exact same amount reported on Thursday, and I checked, it actually was the number. For Saturday, UVA reported 23 cases and 17 for students. The number of quarantine rooms in use is at 30%, and the number of isolation rooms is at 9%. The latter is for students and staff who tested positive. There are currently 240 active cases, 229 of which are students. The Virginia Department of Health reported another 923 cases this morning. The seven-day average for positive tests dropped to 4.6%, down from 5.5% a week ago. The Thomas Jefferson Health District reports another 24 cases today, with 9 from Albemarle and 11 from Charlottesville. 75 Charlottesville residents who requested mail-in ballots from the registrar received materials that did not include the actual ballot. 
According to a press release, a clerical error led to a small number of the 8,968 ballot requests being sent out prematurely. According to the statement, ballots were mailed in three batches. The second half of the smallest third batch was inadvertently labeled ready before envelope A, which contains the ballot, was inserted. The issue has affected a small number of voters in Johnson, Buford, Venable, and Alumni Hall precincts. Those who did not receive the ballot are asked to call the registrar at 434-970-3250. So far, Charlottesville has had 2,060 people vote in person as of close of business on Monday. As of yesterday morning, Albemarle had 4,501 people vote in person and has so far mailed out 18,356 ballots. Here's Jim Heilman, secretary of the Albemarle Electoral Board, giving an update to the Pantops Community Advisory Committee last night. We're getting a really good turnout at the uh, county office building, and we're getting uh, very good marks from the voters as to the way we are doing it, keeping it efficient, but also keeping it safe. The first six days that we had this, we averaged 776 people a day. The deadline to apply to vote by mail is October 23rd. The last day to register to vote is October 13th. Charlottesville City Schools will not return to in-person instruction until at least November 9th. Last week, news emerged about a scenario that had contemplated returning kindergarten through third grade students to school in mid-October. However, school spokeswoman Beth Chook sent an email to families with an update. She said the committee met again this week and discussed several topics but did not generate any specific recommendations. She recommends that people visit the committee's website for up-to-date information. The Charlottesville School Board meets on October 1st. Meanwhile, the Virginia Department of Education continues to leave decisions up to localities. Here's Holly Coy, Assistant Superintendent for Policy, Equity, and Communications. We remain committed um, in our recommendations that the decisions to alter K-12 programming, including decisions about in-person instruction, school closures, um, or, or hybrid learning, be handled at the most local level possible. Today in meetings, the Charlottesville City Council will hold a six-hour work session on the city's strategic plan. That's a policy document that is intended to guide city staff in their operations. This meeting was to have taken place two weeks ago, but was delayed following the resignation of city manager Teron Richardson. There will be two more six-hour work sessions in late October, but Charlottesville Mayor Nakia Walker said at the September 21st meeting of the city council that they may need to make further changes in the future. Since we're going through, you know, a leadership change that um, we may have to um, certain that we'll have to um, reconvene after the new city manager is hired and have this discussion as a team. The facilitator for the event is Selena Cozart of the Institute of Engagement and Negotiation at the University of Virginia. The meeting begins at 11 a.m. and runs until 5 p.m. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority meets at 4 p.m., It is the first meeting for one new member, appointed following the resignations of three others this summer. On the agenda is a third update of a performance agreement between the EDA and the developer of the Woolen Mills, as well as an update on the Albemarle Business Campus. The latter goes before the Albemarle Board of Supervisors on October 7th. Before we finish the show today, one correction. 
During yesterday's story on the Thomas Jefferson Soil and Water Conservation District, some incorrect numbers were given. The actual number of acres in riparian buffers protected is 2,944, and the amount of stream bank restoration is 261 miles. District Director Ann Coates said they will surpass 3,300 respectively in the near future. And that's it for today's edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. If you have enjoyed listening to this program, well, ask me some questions about it. I would love to get more feedback about the programming that you're hearing. I know that everybody's busy and not necessarily everybody wants to engage, but I do like to hear from you when I can. Please do forward this on to someone else who you think might be interested in taking a listen. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe out there.